I believe that we have an omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent God that has put his hand on this moment in time to deny the timeline of the enemy and is about to heal our land. I believe that all the world religions tell you that to get to heaven, you have to earn your way to heaven with your works. But only Christianity teaches that it's by faith alone. And for me to get to heaven, it's 100% Jesus and 0% me. And for you to get to heaven, it's 100% Jesus and 0% you. I believe that Satan wants you to live in fear. So he can feed off your fear. That God has raised up an army of God. His remnant, his red-pilled Christian patriots that will help defeat Satan and the New World Order because of our faith. I believe that Satan incited the Jews to scream, crucify him, crucify him. And it totally backfired when Jesus said, forgive them, as they do not know what they do. I believe Jesus' death on the cross was a complete victory over Satan. And that his victory allows all of your past, present, and future sins to be forgiven so that you can live the abundant life. And I believe in the power of one person working as a team with other Christian patriots and have massive impact in reversing this ungodly culture. And I believe that when I'm preparing to teach something, I end up forcing myself to learn it more deeply and I get blessed from what I learn. Therefore, I'm blessed to teach. And I believe that God has called me to empower Christian patriots with truth. And that's why I invite you to join us at blessedtoteach.com. That's blessed with the number two, teach.com. God bless you and I hope You'll join me and all the Blessed to Teach Patriots. And let's see what God is doing today. All right, Gus, how are you doing today? We're going to be digging into the Bible. <laughs> John chapter 12. How are things? Looks like you're still muted, buddy. But we are going to be digging into... I sure am. I sure am. How's everybody doing? I'm doing good. Things are great. Awesome. Well, we're going to be digging in today and uh, worshiping some, to some beautiful music as well as uh, digging into John 12. And uh, we'll look at that right here. We have um, in the, the... We actually went to verse 26 a couple of weeks ago. Now we're going to be going through um, what we look at as 27 to the end of the chapter. And the Son of Man must be lifted up. One of the key verses that we'll be looking at here is going to be, uh, Who is the Son of Man? And you'll see that down here. I need to move this out of the way. All this new, uh, new stuff is pretty fancy. But here is, uh, right here, right before 35, verse 34, it says, Who is the Son of Man? That's what we're going to be answering today. If you always wonder, who, who is the Son of Man? We'll be talking about that as we dig into this word. But first, we're going to start with some beautiful worship music, okay? And that's how we're going to jump into uh, the first song here of uh, several songs that we'll lift up. And this one is about, Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. And... 
I'll have Gus read the next one, but uh, this one talks about Ephesians 1.18. Having the eyes of your hearts enlightened that you may know what the hope to which he has been called. So he's called you to a certain hope, to a certain calling. What is that for you, right? But again, the eyes of your hearts are enlightened. That's what that's talking about, Ephesians 1.18. To see you high and lifted up, shining in the light of your glory. This is uh, Matthew 7.22 here where it talks about, oh no, Isaiah 57, 15 first. For, the, for he says, the one who is high and lifted up, who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy, Isaiah 57, 15. And he, Jesus, was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his garments became white as light. We'll be talking about that in John as well, Matthew 7, 2. 2, 7, 2. Then pour out your power and love, and what is the immeasurable greatness of the power toward us who believe according to the working of his great might. It's Ephesians 1.19. And it says, anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. And this ends with, as we sing, holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory, according to Isaiah 6.3. And then Revelation 4.8, it says, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come let's open the eyes of our hearts as we get ready to praise the lord here and learn his word open our eyes open the eyes of my heart open the eyes of my heart i want to see i want to see lift it up let me hear you
I'm gonna pick another song that you can uh, you can sing this one. This is worthy of it all. If you wouldn't mind uh, uh, reading this one, I'll get you out. Sure. All right, folks. The uh, first first we want to highlight here is all the saints and angels they bow before your throne. All the elders cast down their crowns before the Lamb of God and sing. Just envision that. Revelation 4.10 says the four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and worship him that that lives forever and ever or lives, I'm sorry, <laughs> worship him that lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne. The second verse we're going to highlight is for from you are all things. And to you are all things. You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For you have created all things, and for your pleasure they are and were created. And that's Revelations 4.11. And the third verse we want to highlight here to stand out is, Day and night, night and day, let incense arise. And that's our, our praises up to the throne of God. From the rising of the sun even to its setting, my name will be great among the nations, and in every place incense is going to be offered in my name. Malachi 1.11. And his name is the Word of God. All from right. the beginning. I'm going to 
share my original music on backstage. Sorry, I got to forgot to do that. Here we go. They bow before your throne. All the elders cast their crowns before the Lamb of God.
Alright. I believe that we have an omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent. I hit that again. Gus, how are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Alright, we're about ready to dig into this. You need it's to be lovely. talking more. So, Annette, please keep Hello, hello, hello. So, Alright, I don't know why. Hello, oh, that's right. I locked Annette yeah. in. That was, that, was, that was my problem, not hers. <laughs> Sorry about that, Annette. So, uh, uh, we are going to be digging into... I guess I better put my shoes on. I feel like it's holy land here sometimes, so I take my shoes off. <laughs> and then I realize well, this, I go back there. Just going, you guys see me Going back socks. to that song, if I can, Rick. Um, yeah, I got things awesome. exploding in my mind as we're listening mm -hmm. to that song. Because in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and was god we say that all the time because it's great right okay. all things were created by him and without him was not anything made that was made right so he's worthy of it all is what's coming to my mind and then i think of the scripture that popped in my head what good does it do a man if he gain the whole world and lose his soul amen he's worthy of all of it give it all back to him and he'll take care of you right and uh, he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He owns it all. Anyway, rejoice again. I say rejoice in the Lord always. Again, rejoice, you know, day and night. Praise him. It's a good song. I like that it. Is, I, just, I love it. And the, and, the, and the incense being the prayers of the saints, right? It's how important it is. Yes. It's like incense to him. To God, he just loves it when you pray. He loves it when you worship. Right? Mm -hmm. He loves all these things. I'm going to try to get some background music here. I know it works really well on Rumble and Facebook and other platforms, but it doesn't do great on Zoom right now as we're adjusting things. We'll get that all figured out, but let me know how that works out as we continue to... Uh, Sounds good on my end here. Is it? Good. That's great. All right. So yeah. we are going to dig in to a beautiful set of scriptures, right? We're on John 12. It's a long chapter, so we went through the first half last week. So remember that. Now here we're going to be going into the second half right here and so Gus do you mind reading this first section or sure. just go just stop I'll when you want to expand just stop when you want to expand <laughs> okay so the son of man must be lifted up is what we're talking about and that's that alone explodes a bunch of symbology and everything from the scriptures in your head you know but um verse 27 now is my soul troubled and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, but for this purpose I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. So what was the purpose? To glorify the name of Jesus, the Word of God, the Son of God. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd that stood, here, stood there and heard it said that it had thundered others said they heard an angel an angel had spoken to him and jesus answered and said this voice has not come this voice has come for your sake not mine maybe we should stop right there and think okay. and just expand that you got anything on that rick yes yeah, so i've been producing over here so just go ahead go ahead and oh, okay i'll keep on on going then but uh for this purpose have I come into the to this hour? I mean, when Jesus was born into this world, he was born into this world with a mission from God, his Father, 
and it was to save us, to be the Son of Man and the Son of God. It's where the rubber meets the road, so to speak, where man, human, meets God, and we get to redeem ourselves, what we lost in the garden with Adam when he fell. Jesus was here to basically, I always liken a lot of scripture to the movie Cool Hand Luke, <laughs> because basically in the movie Cool Hand Luke, um, he uh, he was sort of a, a representation of Jesus, uh, the main character in the movie. Uh, he was going up against the system of the world, you know, and uh, basically what they said in that movie was what we have here is a failure to communicate, which is essentially... <laughs> what was up they looked at the scriptures they turned it into a bunch of religious dogma rather than seeing it through the lens of love which god is and understanding that the precepts are to guide us you know but anyway uh so for this purpose he came to die for us to set the example so whosoever believed in him would would be saved uh and we'd realize it's not about works the, the law is about holiness which we aspire to be we aspire to be like jesus um, but there's no way any of us can do it without his Holy Spirit in us. And we get the Holy Spirit by hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ and believing the gospel of Jesus Christ. And in that hour, that's the hour that we're saved and we begin to walk with him and talk with Amen. him and Amen. go on. I just, love, I just love how the gospels um, just bring Jesus to life, right? I mean, it's not like this is God coming as a human. And he says, "My, my like now my soul troubled right so stirred up just the fact that um, Jesus experienced all these emotions that we we have right they don't hide when Jesus wept just last last week when we were talking about it with a uh, with him uh, weeping with Lazarus when he was when he passed away and uh, you saw all everybody weeping he wept and here he is troubled and this is a this is a, a God who knows how we feel right that's one thing that I just gathered out of this and there's just so much here that you, when you start digging into this, and I, I, I need, what, what verse did you go down to for, to to here, Gus? Uh, let's say I got down to the crowd. Some heard the angels. Oh, well, he said yeah. for this sake, this, this down to thirty-one. We didn't done thirty-one okay, yet. Okay. But. Yeah. So this is real interesting too. The crowd that stood there heard it and said it had thundered. Okay, but others said an angel had spoken to him. So this is this comes back to I think um, my sheep hear my voice right. So I know some, that's talking about Jesus, but oh, that's it's good also point. God's voice here. So I think mm -hmm. others these are people that are probably called that are kind of going to believe that are elected right. Um, and we'll be talking about that predestination here later in the chapter. Um, but here you have the crowd stood there and heard it, and they and so some just heard thunder, but others literally heard an angel. Right, so that's deciphering between the voice of God and, and not hearing the God. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, he does say, "My sheep hear my voice." Yeah. So his sheep were hearing his voice. Um, as far as that, uh, the Lord said, "I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again," which to me is obviously a reference to Matthew three sixteen, mm -hmm. where Jesus was baptized. And he glorified it then. Uh, and he came straightway up out of the water, and lo, the heavens opened unto him. 
and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him and lo, a voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So that was the first time he, where he says, uh, I have glorified it and I shall glorify it again. What verse was that? Are you on, uh, are you, yeah, so, so when he talked about glorification, he says it, uh, glor, uh, that's on the 16 that we did, that was earlier. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I was trying to search on this. Glorified. So he says it here in 23, this was all he had last week, right? And then here we see it again in verse 28. That's what you're looking for, right? Yeah. Yeah, he says, I have glorified it. That's at the baptism, and I will glorify it again. That's going to be at uh, his death, I would assume, when he's when he's risen from the dead. Uh, yes. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. So anyway, what did we leave off of? 31? Yeah, so I was just looking at another time. This, If, if you look at this, uh, well, let, yeah, let's, let's keep you going here, and I'll come back to that. Uh, I think I got down to 31. Now, now is the judgment of this world. Now will be the ruler. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto myself. Now what I found interesting there was now. Now is the judgment of this world. And now will the group, not sometime in the future, but actually 2,000 years ago, when Christ went to the cross. So anybody that's been living in defeat since then clearly has not seen Jesus Christ. They don't know the word of God to be set free because we have all authority over the enemy through Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and we see all of this. This is, this is uh, his defeat. This cast out is going to be now will the ruler, he's saying will, so this is based on his crucifixion, right? He is mm -hmm. rising from the dead. He's going to be the victory there. Now the I will when I will be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. He says this to show by the means that we, he would die, right? Um, and there's another reference to that scripture too. But spiritually speaking, I always think of the multi-layeredness of God's word. He said, if right. I be lifted up, if we lift up the word of God, and he even says, I think somewhere in one in this, he says, if I be lifted up from the earth. Mm -hmm. um, so if he be lifted up, he'll draw all men unto him. That's him on the cross suspended between earth and heaven. He is the way to the Father. That's like the bridge to the Father. He's spending between the two. He's your connection to get to from point A to point B, right? But two, um, we're made of the dust of the earth. Our carnal self, our flesh, this body where our spirit's in this cup. Mm -hmm. And when we lift his word up from our earth, he'll draw men unto us. We don't have to do it. All we have to do is share his word with others. And he'll do the you know what does he say we water we sow he brings the increase 
but also signifying the way he's going to die, which is by the cross, the Roman cross. Yes. So. Uh, and there's several other references in here as well. I, I was grabbing it, like here is on John 3:14, which we studied now. So yes. And Moses lifted up the, and as Moses lifted up the serpent, this is Jesus speaking in the wilderness. So must the Son of Man be lifted up when he was talking to Nicodemus. Right, there's a beautiful scene on that in the chosen, right? In John yes. 28. So Jesus said to them, When you have lifted up the Son of Man, you will know that I am He, and that I do nothing on my own authority, but seek just as the Father taught me. And I think there might be another one here too, all the way back in Isaiah 52:13. He was pierced for our transgressions. Behold, my servant shall act wisely, he shall be high and lifted up. And shall be exalted. So we see back to Isaiah plus several John references talking about lifted up. Mm-hmm. And of course, the Matthew was a three fourteen was a reference to Numbers twenty one. Yeah. Because God does a thing and then He does it again and He does it again. It's just when you study the scriptures, see all these cycles and layers and everything. It just fascinates you further how God is divine word, but. It's where they were in the wilderness and they were complaining because of the journey they were on. And oh my, they led us out here to die and everything. So God sent God sent serpents into the camp and it bit them. Remember, then he had uh, it was Aaron or Moses that put the serpent on a pole and lifted it up. Mm-hmm. And essentially, uh, there's a scripture somewhere that says he became sin for us Christ did so think about that the serpent on the pole he he was like the sin eater he absorbed all our sins past present and future into himself on that cross on that pole and whoever looks upon him shall be saved so it's like a little picture of Christ and what was to come with his crucifixion it's pretty yeah, wild what's interesting pretty about wild. that is it's like pharmacia right I talk about that a lot True. Uh, I thought of that as well yeah. today. Talk a little bit about that, about how it's just a, it's a, if you look at the sign of the medical industry, it's a snake wrapped around a pole, but it's a, but it's a perversion of God's uh, uh, thing. So talk a little bit about that, guys, what your thoughts are. I think so. I think because the devil doesn't, he doesn't create anything. He just takes what God does and distorts it, you know, twists it, flips it. That's why the world's upside down, right? So he takes the serpent on the pole, turns it into the medical cartel. You know, that's their little symbol where we're coerced and convinced that the medical society is is the answer to our prayers. And hey, I'm not not trying to be holier than that because, you know, I've had several surgeries. It's no no secret. And each time I had a surgery, surgery, I prayed, Lord, let this be the one that's from you that's going to heal him. Now I'm at the point where, hey, I'm waiting for God to do his miracle. And I have no faith in the medical cartel. But uh, especially especially lately when we see what they've done with the vaccines and what they did in the hospital from Desivir, et cetera. It's really a scary thing um, for sure. But um, tell you what, that's a that's a scary thing. I also saw I had some other scriptures here that I had pulled up. See if I can remember why I brought bought, pulled these up. This is the baptism of Jesus, and I guess this is uh, we hear Jesus, uh, a God speaking, right? So did we hear right. that yet? Um, 
where God actually said, yeah, yeah, that's right. God said it right here. The crowd stood there and he heard and it thundered. Other, other, others said they, that an angel had spoken. So I really talked about that more from the perspective of hearing God's voice. But this is like the third time or three times in scriptures, one of three times in scriptures that we hear God speaking down from heaven, right? And so this is one mm -hmm. of them. We have the other two here. Here is one during Jesus' baptism. This is my beloved son who with whom I'm well pleased. And, and, and what's the other one? Of course, it's the mountain transfiguration, right? Where he said he was speaking. At the cross, know. wasn't it? Well, he, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about God speaking down from heaven where other people hear it, right? He was still speaking. Mm -hmm. Behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And a voice from the cloud said, This is my beloved son with whom I'm well pleased to listen to him. I think this is a Matthew 7. Let's see if that uh, is in Mount Transfiguration or it's Jesus healed the boy with a demon. Um, what verse was I on? Maybe it was a lot later. Pleased, I think is what he said. There it is. Trying to figure out what story this was. After six days, Jesus took Peter and James and the John, the brother, and led them up to a high mountain. Yeah, this is the mountain truth. There it is, the transfiguration, right? He had the transfiguration, and you have the baptism of Jesus, and then you have right here, where literally you see him being uh, God speaking for the third time down from heaven where other people can hear it. thought that was interesting. But here we are on our, our critical verse here, Gus. Where, 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 where did you end up? All right, so think, think of right here. So I think Gus is going to go try to find a fourth one <laughs> where God spoke then. So the, the crowd answered him, We have heard from the law that the Christ remains forever. How can you say that the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is the Son of Man? So Jesus said to them and answered that question, The light is among you for a little while longer. Walk while you have light lest darkness overtake you. The one who walks in darkness does not know where he's going. While you have the light, believe in the light that you may become sons of light. So interesting, he didn't, he didn't actually answer it directly, right? Which I, thought, I think is kind of interesting. He actually answered it um, indirectly. But this is back to our question, who is the son of man? That's a question that everybody needs to ask. Who is the son of man? Right? The Old Testament talks about it all the time, and, and there's a lot of scriptures that basically say the Son of Man is going to be forever. Right? So they, how could so so this they couldn't conceive that Jesus, if he was the Son of Man, would be lifted up, and and, and as as in dying on the cross, right? And uh, so if, so it looks like the crowd understood that he was talking about his death, but then they're basically saying, hey, the Son of Man doesn't die, right? what they didn't understand is that he is forever. He is the beginning and the end. He's actually part of the eternal God. He's the second person of the Trinity, right? So they didn't understand that part. It's really interesting to see. He said this to show what kind of death he was going to die. Obviously focused right there on he knew about the crucifixion. So when he's talking about this, they, they partially understood him, but it still confused them so much. So Gus, I don't know, know if you went away for a little bit there <laughs> if on purpose <laughs> or your machine crashed on me so let me know I'm gonna go to this view it's kind of fun to be able to play with all these different things um, but I can change change backgrounds on this uh, see if I can do that now based on what I, I can't remember how I actually did that um, but anyway 
it's just me in a city background now versus the, the, the Christian background. But anyway, the, uh, oh, I know, I can go here and change the background here. Um, so here is some other insights that, that we have here. And again, this is a critical question, guys. Who is the Son of Man? And unbelief of the people where Jesus said these things, he departed and hid himself from them. This is interesting where Jesus is actually hiding himself from, from people right now. We'll get into that in a little bit. But let's uh, go to a few songs first as we continue to word and worship. I believe when we actually hear the Word of God, read the Word of God, and then sing to it, amazing things happen. So I'm going to go to actually a different song because we already did that. I'm going to go go into this uh, song, one of, the, one of these beautiful songs I live. Um, this is uh, probably number one on my list right now. Um, called No Longer Slaves. And it says, I am no longer a slave to fear. I'm a child of God. For did you not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear? For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. Woo, isn't that awesome? The second verse we, re we, we emphasize here is, I am surrounded. I'm surrounded by a song of deliverance from my enemies till all my fears are gone. And uh, this points to Psalm 32, 7. You are, you are my hiding place. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with songs of deliverance. The third verse that we emphasize here in this song is, you, this, you you split the sea so I could walk right through it. My fears were drowned in perfect love. This is pointing to where Moses in Exodus 14, Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and the Lord drove the sea back and the people of Israel went into the midst of the sea on dry ground. And then you know their enemies were drowned right behind them. So just like your fears are drowned, their enemies were drowned. It talks about from my mother's womb, you have chosen me. It's really important to understand that Psalm 139 and 13, also 14, if you get that, you want to go study that in the Bible. Beautiful words. It says, For you formed my inward parts, you knitted me together in my mother's womb. That kind of throws away any argument where life began. Huh? You unravel me with a melody. You surround me with a song of deliverance. My enemies till all my fears have come. I'm no longer a slave to fear. 
gig into one more grass hunt. Now, if you want to do this, if you can see it. I sure will. Sorry about that, folks. I left the building for a moment. I crashed and came back. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, here we got You Are My Everlasting God is the first verse we want to highlight here. Uh, Jeremiah 10.10 says, But the Lord is the true God, the living God, the everlasting King. And Jeremiah 10.10 10 says, The Lord reigns forever and ever. Or I'm sorry, that's Exodus 15.18. I don't know what's up with me tonight, folks. <laughs> and the second verse we want to highlight is, Strength will rise as we wait upon the Lord. Ephesians 3.16 tells us to be strengthened with the power through His Spirit in the inner being. And then, of course, Colossians 1.11 tells us, Be strengthened with the with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy and uh our third verse we want to highlight here is our hope our strong deliverer and comforter in need and isaiah 26 4 tells us trust in the lord forever for the lord god is an everlasting rock and then of course we got he heals the broken Binds up their wounds. That's Psalm 147.3. And finally, Jeremiah 31.3b says, I have loved you with everlasting love. Awesome. Praise God. Everlasting God.
we're going to get back into Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. I always have I always have a net up there because she's such a great worshiper. <laughs> Mr. Gus Minkler, um, let's dig into the next part of this now. Yeah. There you go. You got <laughs> so I was just reading about when Jesus had said these things, he departed and hid himself from them. Though he had done so many signs before them, they still did not believe him. So that the word spoke by the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Lord, who has believed what he heard from us? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? It's a, a verse from Isaiah. Therefore they could not believe. For again Isaiah said, He has blinded their eyes. He has hardened their hearts lest they see with their eyes and understand with a heart and turn and I will heal them. Isaiah said these things because he saw his glory and spoke of him. Nevertheless, many even of the authorities believed in him. But for fear of the Pharisees, they did not confess it so that they would not be put out of the synagogue for they loved glory that comes from man more than glory that comes from God. Gosh, anything amen. There? Amen, amen. That's... You know, I, I responded to a post today to a buddy of mine uh, who was just amazed by the amount of people that have, for the last three or four years, just kind of slept through everything that's happening and not awake. And I liken it to, uh, you know, the, the mainstream media, the, the, the media machine, uh, MK Ultra. And cognitive mm -hmm. cognitive distance from NK Ultra, but also from hardened hearts, uncircumcised hearts, because he's blinded the their hearts. You know, because you have to have your heart right to come to the Lord. He resists the proud, but gives faith to the humble. It's like you have to. Everyone's going to get an opportunity to hear this word at one point in their life, at least. I would probably say more and more, because he continually cries out to us. Mm -hmm. um, and it's our choice to believe and then begin to grow in faith. Um, but I thought too, Rick, here that back the precedent was back with um, Pharaoh, where he hardened Pharaoh's heart so that he could show his works before his children. Uh, then he hardened his heart so he, he wouldn't let them go. So he could basically destroy all their gods before them. You know, each one of the plagues was was uh, symbolic of one of their gods that they served. But um, yeah, the blinded eyes—they have eyes, but they can't see. They have ears, but they can't hear. Uh, yeah, it takes a circumcision of the heart that only comes from God at the point where you first believe the gospel. This is a tough concept because this is this is the whole um, paradox between free will and predestination, right? Free will, predestination. Which one's true, free will or predestination? Well, the answer is both, right? It's an amazing truth that is uh, is uh, perplexing for the average American, average human mind. But it's the way God wants to work. He wants us to evangelize. He wants us to study and. And that he wants us to come to know him. He wants us to let everybody else people know about him. But he also chooses you. So it's a beautiful thing to understand. And this is pretty clear here if you look at this. And uh, this goes back to a lot of other scriptures as well. 
of this paradox again. Free will or he predestined you and chose you, right? Which, which one is it? Again, it's both. And uh, this gets into... Yeah, hopefully you would think that someone hears this message and thinks, well, I must be one of the ones that was not predestined, but it's that moment that God shakes you loose and you begin to hear and, you know, the, out of the fear of the Lord. You know, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. So you say, oh, I can't be one of the not predestined ones, you know, and they start searching in the, the, the Lord into his word. Um, yeah, it's, it's a quagmire, isn't it? <laughs> you said, yeah. And if, will, you are, and if you're actually listening to this broadcast, you're probably predestined. <laughs> Most of the people you are might predestined. be predestined. <laughs> yeah, probably aren't listening to this broadcast. So keep on digging. Keep on digging. Even if you have not come to believe yet, just keep on digging because uh, it's going to pop out at you. Because this says he's, he's bringing back um, this whole thing about who, Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed. This is about the Lord revealing them. But it actually says, therefore they could not believe. Why? Because it blinded them just like the Pharaoh, just like you were bringing up that. This brings us up, mm -hmm. up a little bit to um, Ephesians 1.11 where it's a, a teaching that says, In him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to his according to the purposes of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. So he knows, he's, remember, he's written time from the beginning to the end, right? So he knows who's going to come to the Lord, right? But um, we still have free will, right? So that, that's the perplexing thing about um, um, who's going to, well, he already knows who's going to come to the Lord because he, he can see out in the future, right? But, um, oh, yeah. But, he's the beginning, he's the end, so he's yeah. seen it. <laughs> but... He knows the decisions you're going to make. Yeah, he does. I did have some other scriptures here that I probably missed here. Um, just that we were talking about the light of the world that he was talking about a little bit earlier. I think that's just really important. Because um, he said the light is among you for a little while. And we've talked about that in all the other earlier John verses, right? Um, like John 9 and, and a lot of it said, but it says, as, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Which is uh, real interesting. And, uh, no one ever has ever seen God. The only one who is at the Father's side, He has made Him known. You know, when it comes back down to to knowing, but but if you know Jesus, you have seen the Father, right? That's an important concept of all this as well. Uh, but the unbelief is just—it's just amazing how many people can see all those miracles and still not believe, right? That part of the reason maybe is that God's using them for a purpose, right? Mm -hmm. But. Uh, if you listen to this broadcast, I, I, I uh, encourage you not to think that you're not a predestined one and that you understand how important it is to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. He urges you to. He, know, he wants no one to perish. That's in uh, Peter, right? So it's like, it's like uh, that's that perplexing part about predestination. He's actually chosen you. He knows if you're going to accept him or not. And he might use you as even as a as a device against, uh, uh, and and uh, and that's not going to be you. If it's not you, then you've got this free will. So everybody's got free will, but many people choose not um, to acknowledge him. But it also comes down to our pride, Gus. I think a little bit. If he didn't mm -hmm. select us and be able to and be able to clear us out to where we can believe, like this, like this verse said right here. Therefore, they could not believe. If he didn't make us so we could believe, 
Um, we need to understand that it's 100% Jesus that saved us and 0% us. And it's 100% Jesus and 0%. It's not 0.1%. I didn't have 1% to do it. I didn't have 0.1%. I had zero to do with it. He chose me. And so you get to get down to the beauty of God is personally choosing you. He wants you to come to Him. He's chosen you. And that is part of what predestination is all about. Any thoughts there, guys? Um, yeah, while you were saying that about the predestined and everything, um, whoever's out there kind of on the fence, I'm wondering, I think fear of man is probably one of the big things that keep people from serving God. And it's not, you know, the enemy tries to make us think it's a bunch of religious hokiness and everything. You can have, you definitely have fun in Jesus. We have fun all the time, don't we, Rick? I mean, yeah. it's a glorious thing to be free from the bondage of worrying about what other people think about you because you want to worship the God that created you. I mean, just let it go. Don't care about what everybody else thinks. But this might be the moment right now where you're struggling in your mind and wondering, whatever, let this be the defining moment. This is when you cross over and say, yeah, I'm going to serve the Lord. And, uh, you know, the Old Testament before Christ, there was something that was said previous in this word, and it made me think of it. But in the Old Testament, they were left to their own devices, their own power um, to be good because it's basically based on works. They had to follow the law. But what they missed was that the law was to define what holiness is. And see, we weren't holy. And you can't be in the presence of God without being holy because he's light. You know, he repels all darkness. So if you got darkness in you, you can't come close. But now, with Christ being our advocate to die for us in our place and cover those sins, now it allows us to come in before the throne of God and talk with him and ask him for help and assistance and reading his word and everything so we can grow and mature in Christ. And then sooner or later, we're holy as he is holy. We become holier and holier. And um, it's it's it gets easier and easier. It's a blessing to serve the Lord, it really so is. You need to put on that righteousness of Christ because you need to cover that up. <laughs> yeah. You need to put on all of the armor. Right? You need the shield of faith, the armor. You need the helmet of salvation. You need everything, right? <laughs> we all yeah, some it. folks some folks like to say, well, I don't wear my religion on my sleeve. No, God expects us to wear it on our whole body, a helmet, exactly. <laughs> a breastplate, shoes, fitness, your feet. That's a, that's a great transition to this, Gus, is when when many, even the authorities, believed in him. But for fear of the Pharisees, they did not confess it, so they would not be put out of the synagogue. For they love the glory that comes from man more than the glory that comes from God. If you're not wearing your religion on your sleeve, I'm sorry. That's not the way God wants it, right? And so there's a big difference between knowing and believing him here and knowing him leaving him in your heart about 12 inches from your head to your heart that's the most important or 18 inches whatever they talk about that's the most important journey that you need to take it's intellectually understanding who christ is that he's the son of god that he's here to save you that you're sinful and you can't make it and it's a zero percent your your uh, works or anything you can do it's a hundred percent jesus you understand all that that's fine but then you need to say lord my god 
just like Romans 10, 9 says, that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. So that's what we need to do, and this is what we're going into, is Jesus came to save the world. That's what this whole last section is all about. Amen, because... Uh... Our belief drives our actions. Our belief, what we believe in our heart, determines what we speak and what we say, what we do, how we act. So if you truly believe in Jesus Christ, you're gonna act different. You're gonna reverence him. You're gonna follow him. You're gonna be you know, excited about it and everything. It's so there's no just saying, yeah, I believe in Jesus, man lived 2000 years ago and yada yada. No, when you believe in God, you follow God, you just trust in Him, and it's a good thing, trust me. It's the enemy inside your head telling you it's anything different. Because, what's it say, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy? But Jesus Christ came that we might have life and life more abundant. Mm -hmm. Trust me, it's more abundant when you're living in Christ. Yes, amen. No question about and Rick, your voice, I don't know if anybody else can attest to this backstage, or maybe in Rumble if they put in the chat, if they're having trouble. For me, you're kind of a little bit in and out. I don't know if it's something yeah. you can adjust. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's going to um, be a... So I'm pretty sure it's going to be 100% Zoom. Zoom, Zoom tries to... Okay. Try to Do I sound all right, folks? Yeah. Okay. All right. So it's one of those things where we pay back our music or don't we until we get that figured out. So... Um, but at, I, when I go back and and rumble and zoom, rumble and uh, Facebook, it's it's sounding extremely good. Is that's the good news? Is the sound works great there? I'll it's the music. Without the music, we can so hear you know, solid there. Yeah, yeah. So let let's uh, so let me go to this. And Jesus cried out and said, "I'll talk a little bit louder for the Zoom people. Whoever believes in me believes not in me, but him who sent me. And whoever sees me sees him who sent me. I have come into the world as light." so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. If anyone hears my words and does not keep them, I do not judge him, for I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. <laughs> the one who rejects me and does not receive my words has a judge. The words that I have spoken will judge him on the last day, for I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who, has, who sent me has himself given me a commandment what to say and what to speak and to know that his commandment is eternal life what I say therefore I say as the father has told me Gus any thoughts on that yeah that's all pretty powerful themes throughout the book of John and the Bible too um, just what I was just saying oddly enough but whoever believes in him you don't believe in Jesus Christ, but you believe in the Father. Well, another place he says, uh, you believe in the Father, believe also in me. If you're not, you know, because it's like the Father is the spirit, the mind behind this whole shebang that we're living in, experiencing right here. And all these things were created by him. By who? By the Spirit of God who hovered over the face of the water and by the Son of God, his, his word because he spoke things into existence. And that's why this word is so imp 
important to get into us. That's why the, when we believe in the word and we get it in our heart like seed, it grows in us and the kingdom of God is within us. We're all tethered together by his Holy Spirit. It's, it's all about the word of God. So when you believe in him, you're full of light. When you choose to not believe in him, well, who's him too? John 17, 17, he says, sanctify them with your truth. This is Jesus speaking to the Father. And he, he, he confirms it by saying, your word is truth. So if God's word is truth, and you choose not to believe in him, what are you believing in but lies? Lies of the world, lies of Satan, lies of these demonic spirits that like to get in our thoughts and make us think, ah, I'm having too much fun over here with this. I'll, you know, trust me, we need to trust in the word of the one true living God because there's many little g-gods out there that are trying to deceive you. Yes. No question about it. Yeah. This is a powerful part. This is, a, this is what the gospel's all about. You know, we come down to John 3.16 as well for all, you know, for all. Uh, God sent his own, only son, whoever should believe shall not perish and have eternal life. This is another Whoever one believes ones. in him, whoever right? Whoever believes in him, yeah. And that is uh, really what we were just talking about. how important it is to be in your heart right Um, but this also clearly shows the difference between Christ's first coming and his second coming right his first coming here he was here to save the world to save you from your sins and um, that is and but that's completely different when he's coming the second time right because when he comes the second time the words that I have spoken will judge him on the last day so Christ's words um, are going to judge you on the last day, uh, but right now he's not judging as much as he's trying to save the world. Right? He came here to save us. If anyone hears my words and he does not keep them, I do not judge him, for I have come to ju- not judge the world, but to save the world. He's come to save the world. So again, whoever believes in me believes not in me, but in the one who sent me here. Believing in God, the Almighty, the Father, right? And whoever sees me sees Him who sent me. I have come to the world as light. We just talked about that. And whoever believes in me will not remain in darkness. How beautiful. You just talked about that, Gus, about how that darkness, mm-hmm. um, um, it, it, it can't be, we can't be in heaven with that darkness. That's why we have that, the covering of Christ, the covering that he, of his blood. That's a, that's a blood sacrifice that is for you so that you can be seen as the righteousness of Christ. That's what they talk about, put on the, 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 the breastplate of righteousness in Ephesians 6. It's all about His righteousness. So when we put on our armor, we're dressing up in Jesus, right? <laughs> or the belt of truth. Amen. He's the truth. The breastplate of righteousness, it's, it's the righteousness of Christ. The feet fitted with the gospel of peace. What's the gospel? The good news gospel is all about the gospel of Christ and His death on the cross for you. Right, you put on all the other pieces like the shield of faith. It's faith in Him. It's faith in the gospel and your, your, your helmet of salvation. And where's the salvation come from? From the death on the cross, from Christ and the sword of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Who's the Word of God, Gus? <laughs> the Word of God. Amen. Sword of the Spirit. And He, yeah, he knows God. our thoughts and the intents of our heart. Amen. What a, what a beautiful scripture. Oh. So, so we're going to go to a place where we actually ask any backstage if they have any discussions or want to talk at all. We'd love to hear from you as well. And after one more song, we'll get into I just want to make sure I didn't, you had anything else you wanted to add on this part, Gus? 
what's that? Are we through at the end of that? Or you yeah, want me yeah. to read this, something? This is that. Yeah, we finished up chapter 12. Okay. Uh, any final thoughts you're asking for? Yeah, we can, we can, uh, we can, you can do that at the other end, though, too, if you want. Yeah, yeah, okay. let's do that. Let's, let's move to a, another song. We just did Everlasting God, but let me, let me grab this, uh, uh, this, this gets into what we're just read about there. How, how great is our God? I mean, just think about that. Uh, there's none like you, O Lord. You are great, and your name is great in might, in Jeremiah 10, 6. He's the beginning and the end. We were talking about that just uh, today, right? It is done. Mm -hmm. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, Revelation 21, 6. Um, we clearly talk about the lion and the lamb. Jesus is both, right? It's like he had predestination or free will. It's both. Well, Jesus is the lion and he's the lamb, right? We mm -hmm. no more behold yeah. the lion of the tribe of Judah and the root of David has conquered Revelation 5.5. 5. And then he's also in John 1.36. And uh, John the Baptist looked at Jesus and walked by and said, Behold, the Lamb of God. So obviously John knew he was going to be the Lamb. And yes, the Passover Lamb. He's the right? Passover Lamb. He is. Amen. This song also emphasizes number four here, which is the name above all names. That's one of my favorite Verses Philippians 2 9. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. So let's uh, worship this God, the name above all names, Jesus, who's the lion and the lamb. He's the beginning and the end, and he points us right to the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. The splendor of a king Clothed in majesty Let all the earth rejoice All the earth rejoice He wraps himself in light And darkness tries to hide Trembles at his voice, trembles at his voice. How great is our God? Sing with me, how great is our God? And all will see how great, how great is our God.
didn't realize that we actually um, went through the whole hour and a half. <laughs> so, uh, Gus, um, it, sorry about that, Shuri. I was I was actually on on Shuri there, but wanted to see if uh, there's any uh, quick thoughts or questions. We have we can just extend this a little bit. So if anybody backstage has anything they want to talk about, but Gus, any, any uh, kind of final thoughts on John 12? I think you're muted, Gus. Unless my headphones went out. No, I was muted. Sorry about okay. that, folks. <laughs> um, kind of just in a little bit of a summary, you know, he talked about how uh, he has to be lifted up. We know that's a reference to numbers back in the Old Testament, how mm -hmm. he had to look at the serpent. So really, unless we, he had to be lifted up to fulfill scripture because it was in the Old Testament, it was written. He was sacrificed before the foundations of the world, meaning it was in God's plan. He saw this whole plan. He knew we had to live and walk through darkness and know what holiness was and see basically that we're we can't achieve it without him yeah the law see that we couldn't that's why he had to sacrifice animals every year and that wasn't good enough now he's the one he's the lamb of god he's lifted up and if we don't look at him and see him on that cross as the complete and full payment for our sins when we believe in him then really we're disrespecting him we're putting ourselves above him we're saying our righteousness is is better than his we're trying to tell god how to run his world his, his everything you know there right. um so it's important that we see that he's our payment uh and it's the hardness of the heart you know that's why eyes are blind ears can't eyes can't see and ears can't hear but uh when we humble ourselves before the lord when we meditate on him and realize he is and that all things were created by him and for him why use your vessel for nothing but for him so i encourage everybody to, to just get into the word and reconsider if you you probably been taught over your life uh maybe some religious dogma about christ and about religion and how you're supposed to be how you're supposed to, just be yourself and grow in the lord Find some people that believe in the word and study the word with them. Read and study the word and enjoy life and have him lead and guide you. It's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. uh, I love it. I love that's, it. That's all I've got for tonight. Man, love y'all. We thank you so much. We, we appreciate y'all. If anybody has any, uh, stop me if you have any other things you want to want to discuss or things. But this is beautiful, a beautiful um, you know, set of scriptures here. You can see here that we're, we're we just reviewed Jesus came to save the world was kind of the main message and um, but before that we see the unbelief of the people even the people the authorities who did believe in their head they were not committed enough to believe in their heart enough to where they didn't really care what other people think you know he talked about that the most the most, the most successful people in the world don't care what other people think I just look at like mm -hmm. Trump as an example probably the most popular person in the world right probably half the world hates him right. But he doesn't care what they think. He does what's right, right? And so that's a, one of our key things is that is, is you just can't do fall into the trap of what the of what these authorities, even though they believed in him, um, but they 
be because they were scared of the world. They were scared of the Pharisees. Can you imagine that? Why would you be scared of the Pharisees over God? And so we can parallel that today. Don't be scared of the cabal and what they're going to do to you over the Lord God Almighty. He will protect you. And uh, if he doesn't protect you, you're going to be in heaven anyway, right? <laughs> so if he's yeah. Scared, and it says there they wouldn't confess it they believe in him but they wouldn't confess it and you know mm -hmm. we're in revelations we're saved by the blood of the lamb that's him being lifted up that's him paying that price that was foretold in the old testament so for by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony mm -hmm. so we've got to speak it speak it out loud tell it to someone else so it makes it that's what makes it real it's an action that you do to affirm your your belief in him because mm -hmm. belief drives action so yeah so he was talking about jesus yes definitely do that because he was lifted up for us right so mm -hmm. uh, that that is what we reviewed today so we're, we'll just end with one last song if you guys don't mind we'll get into um i tell you what i just uh i just love digging into yeah, all these songs we did this is how great is our god i have to figure out how to flip to these things faster when i do these we're just going to get into What a Beautiful Name. This is one of the newer ones that I know um, we're redoing as well. This is What a Beautiful Name. Wonderful and powerful name it is. Jesus Christ, my King. Nothing compares to this. Colossians 1.26 says, The mysteries of our God, once hidden for generations, have now been revealed through Jesus Christ. Uh, Colossians mm. 1.26 we, the we could stop here. there and talk for an hour. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. John one one, you were, you were the Word at the beginning, one with God, with Lord Most High. Your hidden glory revealed in you, our Christ, just like John one one. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. There's the Trinity right there. You didn't want heaven without us, so you brought heaven down. My sin was great, but your love was greater. Wow. All kinds of verses could be talked about there, but Colossians 2.14. By canceling the record of debt that stood against us, he is set aside, nailing it to the cross. And here's, death could not hold you, for you were raised to life again. And uh, what can separate us now? Right? So if God loves you, what's going to separate you? Well, Romans 8, 38, 39 talk about that in detail. This is a summary of it. For I am sure that neither life nor death nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God. And so what a beautiful and wonderful, powerful name it is, right? Let's sing to that. What a beautiful name. Amen. You were the word at the beginning. One with God.
song, she actually used all these names, the Rose of Sharon, the Bright Morning Star, Creator, Savior, the Lamb of God, the Bread of Life, the King of Kings, the Beginning and the End, the Root of David, Hope of the Nations, Emmanuel, Redeemer, the Son of Man, our Advocate, He's the Word, He's the Good Shepherd, the Fountain of Living Water, He's the rock. He's the true vine. He's the chief cornerstone. He's the mediator of the covenant. He's a just judge. He's the resurrection and the life. The lion of the tribe of Judah, the son of righteousness. The lily of the valley. The way, the truth, and the life. The door, the author and finisher of our faith. The amen, the prince of peace. The humble king image of God, the King of Israel, is exalted one. He's a servant king. He's a carpenter, a man of sorrows. He's a bridegroom. He's a light of the world, a miracle worker. He's a great I am. He's Jesus. Ah, beautiful. We love you guys. If all the backstage... And where do we find all those names, Rick? We find them where? In the Word, in the word of God. <laughs> Like Revelation 19.13, I always say, and he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood because he did that. He was lifted up and suffered and died for us, and his name is called the Word of God. You can't sum him up in just one word. It's, it's all of those. It's The Bible is a continuing story of the life of Jesus, one continual story, and it's all wrapped up in all those names. It's like Yes. <laughs> Blows your mind. You got to love that. Hang with yes. us. In fact, guys, we're going to wrap her up tonight, and we will do this every Friday night. We'll be going over Chapter 13 next week, next Friday night. And uh, I know we do have a couple travel events with, into Chicago where we're going to be at the Open the Heavens event, and then the following week we're going to be in the, the Reawaken Tour. So we might have to play a few replays. We're going to try to see if we can do it remotely, but... Just want to let you know we'll be doing this every Friday night. There'll be a word and worship airing on every Friday night at 5 p.m. CST. And then also join us. We're teaching on Revelation in the morning on Sunday morning, 10 a.m. 10 a.m. We're going to be going over Revelation. We're into the seventh trumpet and the opening of the seals. So God bless you guys. And we look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks, Gus. It's been fun. Thank you, Gus. Shalom. Shalom, shalom. Shalom. <laughs> shalom, shalom. Shalom, shalom. Good night, Good night. God bless us all, everyone. <laughs> and you, Gus. God bless. God bless. Bless him. That's it. That's it. <laughs> See you. Bye. Love you. <laughs>